Hello, welcome to the Freedom to Love podcast. My name is LaShawn Thompson. I'm a certified relationship coach and host of this podcast. I am known for providing ambitious, entrepreneurial, career-focused women that fear love with the guidance they need to forgive themselves, overcome fears of being hurt again so that they can reopen their hearts to love. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Freedom to Love podcast. Today we have on Koya. She is a therapist and the owner of Go Juice. Welcome, Koya. Good afternoon. Good morning, LaShawn. So glad to see you. So happy to be here. Yeah, so glad. I'm so happy we finally got our um, calendars synced up and made it happen, right? Right. It has been a journey, but here we are, and I couldn't be more happier to be here with you today. Thank you. You are looking beautiful, skin radiant. As are you. Thank you. Thank you. I know that's from the juices you be making. What juice? Did you have a juice today? I did. I did. I texted you. I said, give me a few minutes because I need to make me something to drink because I what hadn't had make? anything. I had, um, I actually did like a smoothie today, which I never do, but I did um, watermelon, mango, and blueberry. Okay. Love that. That sounds very good. Watermelon season is upon us, so I'll be drinking a ton of that. I love it. I eat I eat a mango every day almost. Really? Yeah, I love mangoes. See, I love mangoes too, but it needs to be from Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the ones I have, they taste so good. I'm I'm about to give you you're gonna be like, okay. Okay, all right. Put me on. Put me on. So tell us about yourself, who you are, and what you do. All right. So I always love that question. It's such a loaded question. Who am I? What do I do? Um, so I'm Koya, um, and I'm a licensed psychotherapist here in New Jersey. Um, I, as she said, you know, I'm also the owner of Go Juice, which is a co-press juice company online based. Um, so I spend my time, most of my time with my clients. Um, doing therapeutic work and also coaching. That's the bulk of my time. But then also too, um, I'm able to dig in and, and, and fulfill orders, uh, detox orders, you know, from that standpoint as well. So that's what I do on a day-to-day basis. I'm a mother to my young son, Egan, he's four. Um, so, you know, that takes up all the time pretty much. Um, but I am a mother and I am a partner and mother, sister, friend, all of those things as well. Don't want to forget those things. Of course, of course. Multifaceted, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So why is health and fitness so important to you? And were you always into working out? Because I see I you say... on the gram, honey. <laughs> you looking good. You waking up early. You doing stuff. Yes, yes. You are killing you know it. What? Honestly, thank you for seeing me. Um, I have always been pretty active. I was a cheerleader at the age of seven. Wow. So, you know, that kept me busy um, very early age. And so that was my introduction to, you know, just being active. And I ran track in middle school. I ran track in high school. I cheerleaded in, in high school. So I've always been busy and active and doing something active. So that has been a part of my world for a very, very, very long time. Um, And then over the years, you know, it has just 
expanded okay. and I've incorporated new things. But yes, you're always going to see me moving and doing something. Okay. Um, as far as why it's so important, listen, in this day and age, you know, sustainability, you know, that I use that word often and okay. it's like okay what can I do to sustain myself over the course of time you know I come from a family where there's a lot of disease disease you know a lot of inactivity okay. um, that I've seen firsthand you know even with my mother you know yeah. and so I've seen how being inactive and not being well um, has put us behind you know, in my family as a, as a, as a collective, as a community, you know, just not prioritizing our wellness. So I've seen mm. what it has done at large. And so that's why I, um, I take it as seriously as I do, as I, as I do. Um, and then especially even now being a mom, being a parent, mm. I mean, that just added on a whole nother layer of, um, importance, being able to lead by example, being able to keep up with a four-year-old, you know, mm -hmm. and being able to show him the way and the importance of being active and just leading a, a life of wellness. So, you know, super, super important stuff. Yeah, I totally get that. You know, I do feel sometimes in the Black community, you know, we don't have the, the juice bars and the salad shops. And those, those things are super important because if they were there, people would eat from them of course. because it's only McDonald's and KFC and our neighborhoods and candy and all of this kind exactly. of stuff. That's, um, you know, what the majority of us eat because it's in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what I grew up on. Yeah. I, I grew up on an iceberg salad with some, uh, you know, American cheese and some ranch dressing. Yeah. Or the craft, right? The or craft, the craft, you know, the, the, the tuna helper, the tuna casserole, the hamburger helper. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm very familiar. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up because I think it is something that we need to be aware of for sure as a people. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So do you find that working out helps with your mental health? Hands down. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, I can go on and on and on and on. Um, these days, my working out has evolved into a space where I mean, it's second nature, number one, um, but it has evolved into a space where it's far less aesthetic based. Mm. Like, I'm good. I'm not really in the gym trying to, you know, uh, reach a specific goal in terms of like getting my waist down or, or, you know, just reaching for a certain look. It's really about sustaining my well-being yeah. and especially being in this field, in this space that I am in being a therapist where I'm constantly being um, inundated with stuff, people's stuff, you know, um, it's super, super important that I am, whether I'm in the gym or just doing something active. So, you know, that's the driving force these days. It absolutely okay. plays a role in my mental health um, and just sustaining that. I understand the science of it. So even when I don't want to go to the gym, just understanding the science, understanding that, okay, you need to release some endorphins. You mm -hmm. need to get some things moving in your body, whether mm -hmm. you want to go or not. It ain't got nothing to do with, you know, wanting to maintain a six pack. That's neither here nor there. My yeah. lifestyle over time has allowed me to have that, sustain that, but that's just like the icing on the cake, you know? So it's really about like, okay, doing 
what you know you need to do. I look at my the relationship with my body, like I'm in relationship with my body. Mm. And so that helps me, you know, that perspective, like my body works really hard for me. I want to work just as hard for it. So we're in relationship. We're doing this thing together. So absolutely, it plays a role in my mental health. I love that. So it's almost like you use working out to decompress from everything you take in on a daily basis, whether it be from the outside world, your clients. Okay. Absolutely. I will end the session, you know, and I've set boundaries for myself again, because when people are unpacking, energy is transferable. So when I'm done with a session or client, I'm going to take a walk. I'm going to get some fresh air. I'm going for a run. I need to release some things, right? I need to shift some energy around. So yes, uh, it acts as a decompressing agent. It acts as a healing agent. It acts as a grounding exercise. All of these things that directly points to my mental health and okay. being okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm glad you take the time to do that because it's so important. Yeah. We just go, 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 go. Got to go get the baby. Got to go do this. Got to go to the grocery store. But I love that you took the time to, you take the time to decompress. You take the time to you know, you working with your body, as you said, and I love yeah. that you have a relationship with your body. Yeah. Love and it's that. a non-negotiable, you know, I look at it as such. I look at it because I know if I don't, what's on the other side of yeah. that. Yeah. So in being in that space, I've been, I've felt depression. I've felt those mood shifts, right? So when you know what's on the other side and it's like, okay, I'm going I'm to try my best. I'm going to do what I need to do. It is going to become a non-negotiable so I can stay over here. So I can stay healthy and good because you know what it feels like to be on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So what made you create a juice business? Out of need, right? Okay. Completely out of need. Um, really just wanting to do, needing to do something radical in terms of like, um, uh, health related things. So like Egan, he went through this period when he was, um, we put him in daycare and you know, you put your kids in daycare and all of a sudden they all sick all the time, yes. runny nose. And so he just had this constant runny nose, oscillating. We thought it was allergies or is it a cold? What, what is going on? And I felt, I feel horrible. And I felt like I needed to do something. I needed to um, really radically um, just take his his nutrition up a notch. You know, like we do pretty good, but I felt like it needed to be taken up a notch. And that's where the juicer came into place. So when I started juicing, it had nothing to do with business. It had everything to do with trying to feed this boy everything I can stuff into a bottle, like yeah. kale and all the superfoods. I, I figured, you know, if I juice it, make it good, then you can have all of the stuff. And we know food heals. So yeah. I was like, I had seen specialists after sessions. Yes. Like we've gone to the ear doctor and here, there and everywhere. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. maybe food is the way. Um, and so that's, so juicing came like solely from a need, you know, and over time I, um, you know, I would, I would make something, it was mm-hmm. hitting, it was the bomb. And I would record it, you know, just write it okay. down and put it in my notes on my phone. And before you know it, I had a, a whole list of all of these different recipes. And then um, Chris, uh, Christmas actually invited girl. me out. Yeah. Yeah, my girl, she, um, she actually was the person who gave me the opportunity to expose the juice to other people. So I just brought a cooler out, like, hey, y'all, like, you know, try these juices. And 
from that point on, then it became, oh, I can do this. Like I can uh, make this a thing. Like, you know, so that's how that evolved. Oh, that's so good. Don't you right? like friend support and just put the little bug in your ear? Yes. You yep, like, you know what? I, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can, right? All it takes sometimes is just a little bit of exposure and the opportunity. Yeah, I love that. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Your your business that um, promotes health and wellness. Yeah. No, it's beautiful. Um, what made you go into psychology? Did you find it I, intriguing? I do. I, mm-hmm. I love the study of human behavior. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that, you know, initially I was on the law school track. I always thought I was going to be oh, my attorney. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Since I was like seven years old. Like I thought I was going to be an attorney. I had it all planned out. I'm going to uh, graduate. Like, but then um, I hit a point in a role where, you know, as we all do, we start questioning things and figuring out, is this really what we want to do all this stuff? So I've always been when just even answering this thinking about it like I've always intensely observed people even as a kid I was always I was quiet like Mm -hmm. but and I think people mistook that you know as like kind of just being like isolated but I was watching and I was studying and I was observing people from a very very early on and um I guess I didn't I didn't fine-tune that until later on down the line life took me a different direction. Okay. Fast forward, you know, um, I got into a space where I had been in my own personal spiritual awakening mm-hmm. and evolution, figuring out who I was and, and, and my purpose and place in this space and all of those different things. And so it just kind of one thing kind of spiraled into another. And I said, you know what, I think I, I really want to I want to study, you know, psychology and go back to school. I thought I was done with school. That's what I thought. But I wasn't. I wasn't. And, um, you know, so I went back to school and and I I delved into the world of psychology. And I'm so glad that I did. So glad that I did. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) I remember you in school still being on accountability calls and, um, you know, you're like, I got to study, I'm almost done. And then you took your test and you passed and, you know, now you are a licensed therapist yeah, and you got your own clients. And it's just like, wow. Right. It, did it all just happen so fast? It felt at certain points, it felt like it was happening fast, but then other points it felt like, oh my gosh, can we speed this thing up? I chose an interesting time to go back to school one. I didn't know I would be doing most of my school during the pandemic. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. So that just, you know, that was an interesting time to decide to take on such a heavy, heavy load while being a parent and all of that stuff. But, um, you know, there were points when I look back at it, like, damn, you did that. Yeah. And it, it really did. Um, it shifted my perspective on time. Yes. Like, I, I feel like I used to be caught up in time. Like, like I said, I thought I was done with school. Um, once I sort of said, no, I don't want to go to law school. I feel like I was done, but it wasn't that I was just unconsciously afraid of like starting over. Oh, and I was telling nice. myself these stories, like you're getting up there in age mm. right? and mm. you know, can't start over from scratch. You know, what's that going to be like? Right. So I'm just unconsciously telling myself all of these stories or what have you. And, um, 
you know, fast forward all of that time elapsed and just, just deciding to, um, to go back into it. And I look back, I was like, damn, you did that. That time went by so fast. And so really, it really has encouraged me, whatever it is, just do it. Yeah. Because you'll, you'll blink. And I think too, being, being a mom, uh-huh. it's like you blink and it's like, oh my gosh, how are you about to be five just that fast? So it's like, okay, like just whatever it is, whatever it is that you want to do, you want to go back to school, just girl, go back to school. Cause it's, the time is not going to stop. If you don't go now, four years later, four years is still going to pass. Three okay. years is still going to pass. And then it's like, damn, I should have went to school. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. So. Yeah, that is so great. You said that because you're right. No matter what, time is going to go by. It's still going right? to keep going exactly. with or without you. <laughs> exactly. And to me, like I always say, the most thing that's constant in life is change. And at any time you can start over again in your life and be whoever it is that you want to be. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people realize that you really can do that. You know, they yeah. think, oh, well, where am I going to work? And where am, where am I going to live? Or what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that you want to do. Right. Do it. You know, we've just been so conditioned, you know, in so many ways yeah. that, that ultimately are, are detrimental to us. You know, all of these narratives that we have subscribed to and ha- have been convinced that we can't start over, that it has to go this way or it can't happen. Right. But, you know, fortunately, I, I feel like I'm seeing even, you know, my generation, um, you know, really just challenging those narratives and just switching things up, doing things a different way. It's a new day. It is a new day. It is. It is. So what is the biggest shift you hope to make for your clients as a therapist? You know what? That looks differently from one client to the next. You know, everybody's coming in with a different need, with a different problem, a different story. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... It looks different. That looks different from one client to the next. But ultimately, yes. my objective is to provide you with more tools, more language, more resources that, that you had before you came. Yes. Language is a big one. I think about myself and even just people of color in our community as it relates to like therapy, um, not having the language to articulate yourself express yourself therapy has come very far but still extremely taboo it it still is taboo in a lot of spaces um but yeah ultimately I want to be able to give you more information more insight more tools more resources that you can go out into the world and apply to your life however you see fit okay that's ultimately my objective not fixing you, not none of that. Yeah. Give you more than what you had when you came. Okay. Okay. And what are your long-term goals in the mental health field? Oh, I see myself doing so much in the mental health. I mean, I really want to make a dent um, with our people, especially, like I said, yes. this space have come very far, you know, in terms of, um, in terms of being open to therapy. Yes. Being open to learning about what that is, being open to going into that space. So things have shifted, but like I said, there's still so much work to do. It's still, therapy is still looked at as, and and I'm seeing this more and more, you know, in my work as a luxury, 
when, as we know, mental health is equally, if not, you know, I don't even say, I don't want to compare, but it's just as important as our physical health. And we are seeing it. We're seeing it more and more and more. Um, But a lot of people don't have the access. A lot Mm. of people still do not have the access to therapy. And, you know, and it's, it's unfortunate because mental health is, is uh is, is so necessary the same way we go and get our teeth cleaned and get an annual checkup here the ob and same thing applies to our mental health mm-hmm. um so i want to be able to continue to do the work and 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 spread awareness and to you know disenfranchise uh communities you know and do advocate for for more accessibility you know for for people to have access you know, to, to mental health. I definitely see myself being in a, in a teaching role. Um, and that could look like being at at the university level down the line. Yes. Um, You know, I, I feel like I've always been prone to teaching in some capacity, you know? Um, so I want to be able to, I want to be able to teach and give back to the people that will come behind me and and to do this work. Um, books, writing, you know, um, I want to continue writing books um, and, and it'll be interesting because uh, it'll just, I'll be writing from a different lens. So I do want to, I do want to get into doing some um, like some educational book work. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, so many possibilities, but, but, but definitely those are some of the main things that I see myself um, getting into down the line. Yeah. And you've written a, you've written a book. Tell us the name mm-hmm. of your book. Bloom. Um, so I did self-publish a book, what it's been a few years now. Okay. Um, and the title of that book is Bloom. And I actually recently published a, a workbook okay. to complement the book. Um, and it's a guided workbook, which I think is super cool. Um, and that one is The Journey to Bloom, a self-guided interactive workbook. Um, so it's going to get into all the nitty gritty things the questions that we uh, like to avoid and sit on the back burner but it's the stuff that we need to get into you know to heal and to just um evolve in our personal journeys yeah I have so much respect for therapists because before therapy I remember how I was Mm -hmm. and after therapy I see who I've become yeah and that person that can do that for me, that can change my life, that can support me and my goals and me having a healthy family to me is just like, how could I not honor my therapist, right? How could I not honor therapist? Yeah. Because you guys take in so much, Mm -hmm. take in so much. And I'm just so grateful that um, this profession even exists because if it didn't, I don't know where I would be. I just, yeah. I just don't know. So I'm just so grateful for you saying yes to this profession because it is needed. It is, and it thank is you so, so much. It, it really is needed. Such a widespread thing. I wish everyone just uh, had, you know, the the ability to just go. And it doesn't even. Sometimes I, I tell people, listen, go for regular maintenance too. You know, nothing yes. catastrophic has to happen, right? Oftentimes that is the case for a lot of people, like something catastrophic has to happen, but listen, um, go, go to therapy. <laughs> yes, it's good. <laughs> when you went through the studies, right? 
did did it help you any did you have like any aha moments while you were studying and all of that good stuff learning yes I mean it's just it's such an interesting space right because while you're studying you're you're learning you know how to help people and and how to conceptualize and all the theories and all the modalities and all of these things all the all the book work and all of those things which is great um but being in the space being being a person who's in a position to help people in whatever capacity, it forces you to look at yourself. Mm. It it demands that you really take a deep dive into yourself because you wanna know how, you know, what informs, um, you know, how you approach therapy, right? Um, And so I have clients that bring stuff in and, you know, and therapy, we call it like counter-transference, where it's like, oh my, it's been times where I'm like, oh my gosh, I felt like I was, I was sitting before myself or, you know, or, or an experience. And so being in this space studying, really, it, you have to, you got to go in, yeah. you know, so that definitely helped me to ask those, some of those same questions that I would be asking clients to ask myself as well. Mm-hmm. You have to. You know, I mean, you could not, but you're going to find yourself, you know, down the line, burnt out or, you know, really just in like a compromising space when you don't know who you are. You don't understand where you're coming from. So it definitely helped me on my own healing journey. And it still do. It's, I'm still, it's a continuous thing. I'm still, I learn things. People bring stuff into the session and, and it, 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 it stretches me and, and helped me to to see from a space that maybe I otherwise would not have if that client, that specific client wasn't sitting before me, bringing whatever it was that they needed to bring in that moment. So it's a constant thing. It is constant. So it never stops. Okay. It never stops. Wow. It never stops. Okay. So how was your teenage years into adulthood? Was there anything that happened that changed the trajectory of your life? Oh, I was wild. No. <laughs> <laughs> We all were, child. We all were. <laughs> wow. Okay. I needed therapy. I needed therapy. I needed therapy. Um, you know, but no, I mean, it's so many things that I feel um definitely informed who I will become, that informed the challenges that I would face. Um, one of the biggest things is my father being absent being in and out of the house, you know, him being out in the streets, doing all the shits that he was doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was early on, you know, so that is a big thing that I feel like, um, you know, informed so much. Mm-hmm. And a, a big thing that I had to personally heal from and, and navigate through because it, um, it impacted my relationship with myself. It impacted my relationship with men mm-hmm. um, in not the best of ways, right? How? In unhealthy ways. How? How? Um, I mean, just when you when you have a person of a father who is is in and out of of the picture who does not give you that stability as a young girl yes. and needs that a young girl needs. Um, I had, I dealt with like abandonment issues. Okay. I dealt with abandonment issues. 
um, not having that safety in my childhood first, because that informs so much down the line. Um, but dealing with abandonment and just kind of always on edge, uh, wondering, worrying, afraid, who's leaving next? Mm. Are you here to stay? Yes. Where are you going? Right? I had an interesting thing happen. I'll share with this with you. It was, it was interesting. Once I realized what was going on, I was, I was dating someone and it was um, long distance, not too far, but across state lines. And um, we had a good relationship and we saw each other. When we did see each other, it was amazing. You know, it was amazing. We had so much fun. And I noticed when it was time to leave, I would get super emotional. Sometimes I would cry. I couldn't make sense of it. Like, why are you crying? You just had this amazing weekend. Y'all did this, y'all did that. What, what, what? It was, it took some time. I was able to sit with that and realize I was crying, not because, you know, we had an amazing time, but it was this feeling of like, gosh, am I going to experience that again? Is that going to happen for me again? Was that the last time? Right. Mm -hmm. So just not having that safety from my father bled into relationships, you know, Um, just relationship with money you know, again, tied to my father, him being out in the streets, I developed a not so healthy relationship, not the healthiest relationship with money. I will say that it definitely encouraged me to work early. Like I've always been a hard worker. I've always wanted my own money, Mm -hmm. which are good things. Like I I wanted to work, period. You know, single, single, raised by a single mother. I saw her working, busting her butt. I want to work, right? So a lot informed that, but then he would do manipulative things like flash wads of money, you know, in my face and then pull it back. Mm. Imagine what that must feel like, you know, as a child, as a 12, 13 year old, right? You're being enticed by all this money. And then for somebody to pull that back as if like it was a game, right? Mm -hmm. So what did that do to my young 12, 13 year old brain? Oh, I'm never asking another man for anything Mm. ever. Okay. See how that works? Yeah. I'm never, ever, ever asking, not a a man for nothing. Mm. So that was something that would come up. I had to dig in and do some work and figure out, you know, I'm able to, I've made those connections, but sometimes in the thick of it, you don't see you, you don't see those connections and why you're behaving in certain ways, which is why it's so important to have the space to peel back these layers. Yes. You know, it's so important. It really is. Mm-hmm. And it's so good that you got that connection. You know, oh. and if, you, if you're going through life, like I'm not going to ask a man for nothing. You, I'm not going <laughs> to ask a man to love me. I'm not going to ask a man to give me nothing. When something's wrong, I ain't going to tell him nothing so he can't take it away. You know, it's like, Exactly. It, it's just not that one thing. It's not just money. It connects right. everything. Everything. Yeah. So, like, I'm so happy that you got that because it's like that could have just like what possibility is there in a relationship if 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 that's the mindset? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have that mindset and don't even yeah. know that they have that mindset. Absolutely. So, yeah. fortunately, I was able to make those connections because I got curious about my own behavior patterns. Like, why am I like this? why you know you got to start asking those questions and a lot of people don't they may ask the questions but they don't want to give the answer you got to get in the trenches and do some work to yes. you know be answers. Answers. yeah yes and heal <laughs> yes 
Okay, so do you think being a therapist helps you in your relationship with Bay and how? I think so. It's it's um we've had some interesting moments where Bay is like, listen, don't therapize me right now. That's not even a word, but don't don't don't, don't do it. Right? Uh, yeah. Because what I have found is, which I think is great, I ask great questions right because i'm constantly asking questions so i ain't asking those shallow questions like yeah. i need the meat okay um so i do think that um it has um it has been beneficial i mean mm -hmm. I, I i keep things separate and I, I i try to be very mindful of that because i don't want it to grow into a space and i was jokingly saying that but i, I would never want it to be a, a space where you know, Bay feels like I'm constantly in therapy mode. We can just have a conversation yeah. without me, you know, well, how do you feel? No, uh -huh. <laughs> no, I know. And women can be like that naturally. Yeah, so, naturally, yeah. naturally, exactly. So I do feel like um, it has benefited just because, you know, the more I dig into this work, I just, I become, I learn more about myself. Um, the more I learn about myself in this space, I'm able to bring that into our space, right? Um, it's all very interconnected. You know, I am able to ask the right questions, okay. well, quote unquote, right questions, you know. Um, but I am able to ask things that I feel like, and I know for a fact, looking at my older, younger self, you know, I was asking very shallow stuff. Like, you know, so that has helped. That has been beneficial. Okay. Um, yeah, I think so. Okay, good. So when I when I met you, you and Bay weren't together, right? Mm -hmm. And you guys, you know, reconciled. Yeah. And I remember just being so happy because I just think that through communication and forgiveness, yeah. all things are possible. Mm -hmm. So how long has it been since you guys been back together? And how has your relationship grown? Because he's your son's dad. Yeah. So how, how how has that been like coming back after being apart for so long? It has been a journey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it has been um it's it's been good, right? It has it has required us to just get to know each other. Yes. Um again, you know, for who we are like in, in this present space. Yes. right because we're constantly evolving um so i mean we're definitely in a space now where we're thriving and you know just really in sync but you know there is like a a period like um i don't know like a, a a trans a transitory space right when you decide to come back together right it's this period of having to get to know each other not who you thought you knew or just all the other stuff that resided back there. No, we can't wipe that stuff away. Yes, it exists, but we are different state, different people bringing different things to, to the, to the space. And so there's been times, you know, like in that beginning, that, that, that space right there where it's like, oh, but I remember you to be, but it's like, no, but we're different. You know, yeah. we have, we, we've evolved, we've learned certain things. So we're bringing something different. Um, you know, bringing something different to the table. Uh, yeah, so. Okay. And do you think if time didn't pass, you could be in a space to have the relationship you have today? If time didn't pass, um, 
who knows? But I think that I think that we needed the yeah, space and the time. You know, I needed, you know, real space, not that foot in, toe in, toe out type of space, but real space to get to know uh, myself, get to know who I am. Um, and same for him, him being able to figure some things out for himself, get clear about some things. And sometimes that requires time and space, you know? So I do think that it was necessary. Sometimes it doesn't always feel like that in the moment, right? But looking back, I think it was necessary. I think it was definitely necessary to have space apart um, so that we could be who, who we're able to be right now. Okay, that's beautiful. And how did you change while you were apart? I grew up. <laughs> I grew up, you know, I got clear about what I wanted. I got clear about who I was as, as a woman, you know, I dug into my own work, right? Releasing a lot of that daddy issue stuff. Yeah. Understanding my patterns, understanding, you know, uh, toxic behaviors that I may have been bringing into the space, right? So, um, like I said, really growing up, shedding some of the, the girl behaviors, the little girl, you know, I feel yeah. like there's a little girl in all of us. Yes. Um, and I don't know if she ever really goes away, but you just, you get to know her again. You get to, you, you, you learn how to integrate her into the wholeness of who you are. Um, and I feel like I was able to do that. And that just looked like me just really having that intimate space with myself to, to do my work, you know, and whatever that work looked like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, would you have listened to your, no, what, what would you tell a young woman that went through what you did? Ah, what would I tell a young woman? Um, I would say, forgive yourself mm -hmm. for, forgive yourself for, you know, buying into this idea of like who you should be and what you should have been doing. Because I feel like when that happens, we eliminate grace. Yeah. Grace is no longer on the table when we get caught up, you know, things are happening. You know, we, we live, we learn, we make mistakes, we're figuring things out. And especially a, a young woman, uh, you know, teen twenties and her twenties, you know, you're in that space, you're figuring it out. You're learning, you're making mistakes. You're probably bumping your head in the same space over and over again. I know I did. Um, yeah. but you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. You don't. You do not. You do not know what you don't know, right? And so sometimes things happen, and it's exactly what needed to happen, you know, for, in order for you to get the lesson. Sometimes things need to happen more than once and in different ways for you to be able to receive what you need to receive from that said experience. So forgive yourself for for believing that you should have been better, that you should have done it this way or that way, and forgive yourself for that and, and, and know that you did what you could with what you had. And again, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know, you just don't know. You don't have the information, which kind of ties back into my whole objective with 
providing language and resources and tools to help us figure out, you know, who we are and, and, and all of those good things. Yeah. How do you lean on the women in your life for support? And do you have a strong friend support system? Yeah. So, you know, you know, just being, you know, us, us connecting in happy, healthy, whole, yeah. um, what a powerful, powerful space. I mean, just life altering space. I would, it's, it's safe to say for all of us. Yeah. Um, and it really just magnified, um, magnified the need for those type of spaces. Um, I've always had very close knit um people around me not a whole bunch so the people that I do have around me some of my girlfriends Mm -hmm. um super supremely close and it's like it is necessary you know just these sister circles or whoever your 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 the women are in your life um hold hold on to those relationships and really nurture those relationships right we get so caught up in our intimate relationships right yeah. But those, those, your girlfriends, those sisterhoods, those are relationships that absolutely need to be poured into. Um, and I lean on my sisters and the women in my life. I mean, they are constant. Mm. They, they are, and they have been constant in my life. And I lean into that. I find safety and security and the consistency of that, right? I know that the women that I choose to be in my life that are allowed to be in my life and and vice versa, they're there. They are there. And so there's something incredibly powerful about having people in our life, right? That are rooted and they're there, right? Because life is is so fleeting. Things change constantly, right? So yeah, girl, like sisterhood, we need it. We need it. I need it. Okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what would you do over in your life if you could? What would I do? Um, that's a, I get caught up in that question because I can't do anything over and I get stuck in that like uh-huh. I know it's like oh you're no fun um <laughs> like play around a little bit hypothesize um but what would I do over I don't I don't think that I would have done anything over okay. um, you know I, I don't think so because uh, everything all of my choices good bad ugly and otherwise has led me to being right here. Okay. Has led me to be right here. Um, so yeah, I mean, I can think of, I guess one thing, like when it comes to parenting, you know, all of my family and all of my son's father, all of his family somehow is in Ohio. We should have probably had a baby in Ohio. <laughs> <How about that? laughs> we should have been yes. up in Ohio having, I'm sorry, having some babies, okay? Uh, because Nana and the GGs and everybody is, is, is in Ohio and we over here in New Jersey. So going back, maybe, you know, like, dude, let's, let's, let's take it over there, you know, because <laughs> we need the tribe. Yes. Tribe is very tribe. important. Absolutely. Yeah. So, it's important for date night, you know, vacation, Absolutely. you need yes. it. 
you absolutely need it. So yeah, I think uh, if I had to rewind, we'd be rewinding in a while. Okay. <laughs> That's a good one. So what's next for you? What is next? I am open. You know, life has 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 taught me to be open and not rigid. I've been rigid before, you know, rigid in terms of where I where I what I thought I was going to be doing and where I thought I was going to be and what I thought should be happening. And I've learned over time that huh, it does not work that way. Mm-hmm. And being rigid, it just interrupts the flow. Mm-hmm. Like just having that 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 resistance and being rigid to the possibilities. So I have since done away with this idea of being so rigid. Yes, be ambitious and want what you want, but be open. So I'm completely open with where uh, life takes me. I feel like I've planted a lot of seeds, okay. you know, and so I'm looking forward to those seeds sprouting, you know, however they're going to sprout. I'm going to keep watering and doing my part. Okay. Right. So make sure we got some healthy stuff being uh being sprouted out there in the world. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm totally open. I mean, like I said, I share with you just like career-wise, what's going on. I mean, what's next is probably a vacation. I mean, because I need it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're being right. honest. That's probably yes. the most immediate, immediate yes. next that I can think of is like a vacation. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the Freedom to Love podcast. You are amazing. Tell the people where they can find you. Okay. So I can be found in many places. You can find me on Instagram at all things Koya. Um, For those of you out there who are, you know, potentially looking for uh, therapeutic services, you can find me on therapyforblackgirls.com. I'm on there or psychology today. Um, both of those platforms, you can find me if you're interested in therapeutic services. Um, Go Juice, uh, my juicing company, my baby. You can find me at Go Juices, that's G O E, juices with an S, dot uh, com, gojuices.com. Take a look over there. And then the book, Bloom, and the workbook, those things can be found on amazon.com um yeah both the book and and the journal so the journey to uh the journey to bloom self-guided workbook and bloom the book is on amazon okay so i know koya is your middle name so when they're looking for a therapist and they want to yes. find you what is the name that they should be looking absolutely for? so yes koya is my middle name lataria is my first name so when you're on therapy for black girls it's going to be lataria whitehead that's my first and last name lataria c whitehead I just gave y'all my whole government name, but that's how you'll find me uh, on Therapy for Black Girls and Psychology today. Also, Amazon.com too. You can type in Lataria Whitehead, my full name. Those are the, uh, you know, my name is the name on the books and the the books that I've published. Um, So, yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. I loved it. I love you. And I'm so amazing. Thank so amazing. So thank you for creating this space because um we need it. So. Yes, yes, yes. So honored, so honored to be here. So honored thank to be you. Here. Thank you. You're welcome. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Freedom to Love podcast. If you would like to know more about me and what I offer, please go to my website at www.lashawntthompson.com. You can find me on Instagram at LaShawn T. Thompson, and you can find me on TikTok at LaShawn T. Thompson. Be well.